Your gain is good. You think so? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Is it good? There. Too gainy? You're coming in hot? Is that what you're coming in? Not real hot. I got a real hot laugh. It's hot. It's hot. Welcome to Shaylee and Katie, the podcast, where two work from home entrepreneurs who are laughing our way through life, parenthood, and owning creative businesses. I'm Katie Day, a photographer, comedy writer, performer, and mom of three with one on the way. And I'm Shaylee Murphy, a video producer, interior designer, and mom of one. Hey guys, welcome back to Shaylee and Katie, the podcast. Before we get started, we want to pause and thank our amazing sponsor for today's episode. It's a legit sponsor, That's Shaylee. That's right. You heard right. Sponsor. It's a real company and we adore them and it is called bookthisproject.com. Guys, it could not be more perfect for our creative moms listening because it is a photo book starter kit. Now, it is everything you possibly could need in your brain to design a photo book. I know that I don't even want to think about it. It I don't totally want to think overwhelms about me. It. I want it, but I don't want to do the thinking. And sometimes I want it to be a little bit more detailed and laid out really pretty. Like yes. I did think about it. Right. But I don't want to be the thinking about it. No, 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 no. So the starter kit provides you everything you need to get started. It's got photo prompts to help you know which photos to select. I'm, I'm telling you. You don't have to think. Thanks for telling me. Pre-designed layouts, they're really cute, super stylish, super simple. Um, you can pick the colors, you can pick the patterns, you can customize it, and there's 124 pages already designed. All you gotta do wow. is drop in the photos. And then it literally gives you tips on what photos to plop in. Yes, and things you wouldn't even think of necessarily. Like It's it's almost like a photo e-course because it's making you uh, think outside the box on what to include. Yeah. And it's only $35 and we have a code for $10 off. That's $25. You're really good at math. Book this project. Book this project. Guys, it's a it's a command. Book this project. So do it. Book this project. And this project is your project of completing that really beautiful photo book. And now, a song. Book this project. Book this project. Book this project. Start a kid. Pay ten dollars off at SNKT. You you included everything. Hey guys, welcome back to Shaylee and Katie the podcast. Coming to you from Shaylee's dining room on this lovely Tuesday evening. Tuesday Eve. I drove here with windows down. Uh-huh. I felt so joyful. It's like the perfect weather today. Is it? It's kind of hot. Summer day. Well, right now. I was feeling like a little whiny. Evening. Okay. Um, and I just, I was filled with joy. Were you? And speaking of joy, Shaylee is going to lead us through uh, some joy tips. Believe it or not. Believe joy, it or not. Joy is kind of. Like, of course. Is kind of a skill we're talking about mm. tonight. Um it's really good. She's going to uh, be talking about it in three segments, actually, three parts. It's a three-part episode. Get excited. So part one is going to be all about talking about uh, practicing gratitude. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, we have to, of course, thank our other sponsor for this episode. Right, the fake one. The fake one. Of course. This episode is brought to you by Garage, garage sales. sales. Who doesn't love a good garage sale? I love garage sales. I mean, you know. You can tell from the street if you're going to love that particular garage sale or not. You just need to do a slow drive-by, and then you just dash their dreams when you do, like, an awkward (laughs) U-turn. The worst is when it's a cul-de-sac, and you're like, (laughs) you're like, I was just, is this not the house? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my GPS. It wasn't the garage sale signs that brought me here, I promise. It's not your stuff that's terrible. (laughs) 
It's, I'm looking for an item, a large item, and I can tell from the street whether or not you have it. I'm looking for a very Is that what you say with your eyes? Large you item. I roll down the window. Hey, I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking for a large item. It's not you. It's not you. Even though I shouldn't care what you think because you didn't want any of this junk either. <laughs> Why so, am I worried about hurting your feelings? I love garage sales. Okay, I, I do too. I, do. I think you have to be in the mood for it. I'm like always you have to be, in the mood. You have to be in the hunting mood. Yeah, like the scavenging. Yes, yes. It's when my inside mini hoarder comes out because I'm like, I need this. I'm going to use it for something. I love it. Okay, so yeah. thankfully Garage Sales Incorporated knew that. They did. They were and like, these so, ladies know how to garage sale. <laughs> they uh, reached out to us and now we just need a couple taglines for them tags. before we move on. Um, garage Sales, the anti-Kanmari. Truth. Does that work? Truth. Is there a better way to phrase that? Probably, but you know. It's what came out of my mouth. So that's what they get. That's what they get. (laughs) Um, Garage sales. I know this says a nickel, but will you take a dime? Wait, will you wait, give, wait. Will you give, I did it for you did it wrong. Will you give me a dollar for it? I'm a horrible negotiator. <laughs> Let me start over. Okay. Garage sales. I know this says a dime, but will you take a nickel? Has anyone ever done that to you when you were running um, a Yeah, they, and what they do is they take all my clothes off the hangers, like all of it. Like they're like power shopping, and then they open up their fanny pack. If someone has a fanny pack at your garage sale. Walk away. Say, we don't run. serve you. We don't serve your kind. <laughs> Because they're about to offer you a quarter for everything you got. <laughs> and they unzip their fanny pack, and they try to give me, like, a dollar something. And it's back when Express was really all the rage. Not that it's not now. Express. Sorry. Um, but they wanted to offer me, like, a dollar seventy-five for, like a, like, a mountain of clothing. And then I was feeling, like, peer pressured by not my peer. She was an older woman. <laughs> anyway. Did you do it? No, I didn't. And it was, like, right when it opened, too. Hey, then how about this? Garage sales, free will. Free will. You have the right to refuse. Right. Terrible, terrible negotiations. Terrible offers. Garage sales. Garage sales. The American dream. We're Garage grateful sales. for you, garage sales. Thanks. Thanks, garage, garage sales. sales. Speaking of being grateful. I could talk about garage sales. Oh, this is dangerous. No, grateful. Great. Speaking of being grateful. Okay. We're moving right on. Practicing gratitude, guys. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. So you've heard us talk before about our friends at the Bravery Board who also have an awesome podcast, which my full talk is on. Yes. If you want to hear Shaylee just... No. Don't. Edit. No. Free. No. Straight. All right. Through. I'm I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. I was in the audience. Okay. I had, it was, a, I had um, a poster board and a bluehorn. Emotionally. An <laughs> emotional horn With her face. Uh, Shaylee killed it, you guys. guys Public speaker up it. in here. She was mm. calm, organized, hilarious. She had just the perfect amount of deepness, but with humor mixed in. It's great. So My please. hands got shaky, and I had to set down my pointer clicker and my paper and put them behind me. Like, oh. I'm just so confident I'm standing with my hands behind me because I'm good. cash. And inside, I was thinking, my hands are out of control, and they're not doing what I'm telling them to do in my mind, but just stay cool. Oh, well, you looked cool, so you tricked me. Well, I do my best. You tricked me. So definitely definitely do um, go and listen to that full talk, because I think it's going to knock your socks off. Um, This is the in-depth version. This is going to be the in-depth, but like conversational version where yeah. we can just dive in and discuss some of these things. So. And it goes like 20 to 30 minutes total. And so we're just going to break apart the three sections and yeah. have more of a conversation about it. Yeah, let's so, do it. yeah. Um, so 
basically, my I have a witty friend <laughs> that when I was trying to figure out, the whole talk topic was joy. And so I was asking her questions. Who? It's, it's at the end. I'm building towards it. Oh. It's like a sermon when they're like, and that boy was me. <laughs> um, it's always me. The boy is always the pastor. <laughs> Sorry. Spoiler. Um, Man. Yeah. Or their dad. Or, you know, that boy Jesus. was my father. Or Je- usually not Jesus. I feel like most people know enough about Jesus' life if they're like, and then his best friend betrayed him with a kiss. No one's going to be like, who is he talking about? <laughs> and that man was Jesus. <laughs> that man was Jesus. We know. We know. Um, a little Bible humor for everyone to start us out. <laughs> a little Bible joy. Um, anyway, so I was trying to figure out how to organize my thoughts. And my witty friend said, you should, <laughs> you should stick to the three Bs. And of course, I knew what they were. She didn't have to text me what they were. But she did before I knew. Um, and she said... <laughs> Brene Brown, Beyonce, and the Bible. And I was so giggly from it that I like chuckled and giggled. And I was like, where did you get that from? Where did you get that from? And she's like, I made it up. I promise. I made it up. And I was like, okay, well, then it's not trademarked. I'm using it. Um, And I'll cite you at the beginning with a joke, but maybe act like I knew it already. (laughs) And that girl was Katie. Oh, my gosh. That girl was Katie. I was the girl, and I was still like nervous about the the twist ending. Um, Yeah, she was nervous. And that girl was me. I came up with it, and I did <laughs> I the speech. I did it at all. Um, so anyway, so Brene Brown, if you have not heard of her, mm. is really cool. She's legit. She has so many words. I don't even want to try to use my words to describe her. You can look her up. Yeah. She wrote all the books. Her she big has her thing, PhD. Her big passion is vulnerability because she's not naturally vulnerable. She doesn't like to share personal information with other people. Okay. And then she did all of this literal scientific research on vulnerability for years. She spent years on it, and okay. then kind of realized that that's the that's where the ticket is. That's the you ticket. would you would have read all about it. Uh, I, I did. Really, I read enough. To I get really love her. I think she's kind of life changing, actually. So she is. Check her Renee out, Brown with an books. asterisk over. Or a little accent sign over And I think, I don't think this is my quote. I think it might be Madison's, but I think she's the unofficial mascot of the Bravery Board because she's, it just, it's, it marries yes. right in her messages. Right, and, right. And that was kind of the, it's kind of a joke. Like, everyone always quotes Brene at the Bravery Board. But, but you then should. it's like, everyone does because she's amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. So, she is my first quote. Start off with a quote from Brene, and then we settle into the theme, practice gratitude. So, basically, the quote that I had from Brene, she was on Oprah Super Soul Sunday. I watched it, um, and she talked about joy, and she said, I've never interviewed a single person who talks about the capacity to really experience and soften into joy who does not actively practice gratitude. So that's why practice gratitude was kind of my first point. Uh, Practice gratitude. So point one, this does not come easy. It takes constant work, and it is a constant struggle. Um, It takes the ability to slow down long enough to notice the small, seemingly insignificant things and think, wow, I am thankful for that, whatever that may be. Um, This is kind of where I think it's hard. I feel like everyone knows that. It's not like Mm earth-shattering information, but it's hard to do, to really not be complaining, for lack Mm -hmm. of a better word, but... For me, I think when I'm 
I think of examples of myself because there's plenty, but I think of weather and me being complaining like it's a beautiful sunny day. Like you talking about driving here today, I'm like, I barely left my house because I was sweaty <laughs> looking out the window. It is so hot. And it's probably because I have on a three quarter length shirt. Oh, it's cute though. And I should like just change into a tank top and I'd be good. Um, but anyway, just talking about it being like so hot instead of being thankful for the sunshine or when it's raining instead of being thankful for the water that's watering my lawn and my plants for free and whatever, the well needed needed water, which we don't really have droughts around here. I know in the Right. Desert regions, it rains a lot easier to be thankful for. But, you know, you're like, it's raining. Now we can't do all the cool stuff. We're right. raining outside. But then if you get into a cycle of that, literally, you you're can't always be pleased. Yeah, you can't be pleased. Nothing. Right. You can find. And and I've been around people like that. Sometimes it's myself, so really around them. <laughs> um, but and it is a pleaser I notice it in other people more because I'm trying to fix it so I keep pointing out like different things mm-hmm. and it's always they always have a reason why well that's terrible well what about this and the tickets are free yeah but I barely have like 30 minutes to be here anyway so I just had to like pay for my gas to get here and you're like yeah that does that's terrible Right. And you're like, what about this and it's like Ugh, not this. that the kids were in a bad mood and then emails and it's like <laughs> oh your clients that are paying you money just keep badgering you with like (laughs) money making emails you know I don't know I just think it's I don't know something that I think that everybody struggles with some people more than others but practicing gratitude can really turn yourself from a not joyful place to a more joyful place yes and I would say let's see what do I struggle with so I think like I am good at being like, oh, but, oh, look, but it's, it's such a, like, there's traffic, but look how the lights are lining up. It almost <laughs> looks like Christmas lights, the brake lights. This will take two hours, but the lights uh-huh. are pretty. Uh, I think I'm, like, good at really dumb gratitude stuff. I think where I, um, where I struggle is with, let's just say, like, pregnancy. Like, I'm, like, obviously <laughs> grateful. I'm not o- pregnancy. I'm obviously grateful for this baby. And I can kind of go there where I'm, like, oh, my, oh my gosh. She kicked. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. Really, true. this is a miracle. But then I, I struggle with the, um, okay, but it's really uncomfortable. Like, okay, mm-hmm. but it's really. And it's only going to get worse. Really hard to sleep. It's going to get a oh, lot worse. Oh, man. It's, I really have to pee a lot. So I think, like, that's, that's at least got an end date. But it's like right. a huge, I feel like it's like a workout. It's like a gratitude workout where every time you go there, you kind of have to be like, but it's this a miracle. Is this is seriously a miracle. And hormones obviously don't help. And I would say the other thing I struggle with too is like my husband's thousands of good qualities. I will tend to be like, but this one, this one's lacking. Cancels out the 10 great ones. Right. So I think, I don't, I think sometimes it's like the closer to home things mm. are easier to be negative about. And the, uh, I don't know, the things at a distance are maybe possibly, for me anyway, yeah. easier to be more positive about. I Gratitude comes pretty naturally to me unless it's like, I don't know, you're it, like my poor husband is so close to me that it's somehow easier for me to see negative first. Why is that? I don't know. I've noticed that too. I don't know. Because you have yes. no flaws to me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> but How I don't live with that? you. Well, and that's, and I think I've said this before, but Jonathan's mentioned before, like, other people get your best. Right. And, like, I'm with you. 
and your husband and should get your best but instead it's like you save all the good and sprinkle it around your friends and then I get the like leftover house and life and family and stuff yeah diapers let's work on that I get naggy and I I know it so if I know it I need to fix it Hmm. but it's true it's a true story um okay so obviously I'm trying to think of practical tips to help people notice when they're being not thankful for things yeah um, but I think, well, I don't know. I think the first tip is when you're not feeling joyful. Right. And you look I don't around. Know what's wrong with me? Right. And you're just like, this is terrible. I'm having a terrible, I wish I had more joy. I wish I was happier like that person over there. And then it's like just turning it internally and thinking, am I practicing gratitude mm-hmm. for the things that I do what, have? What is going right? What right. What is good? Right. And then that's an easy way to kind of just look inward and think. Mm-hmm. Is it me? Is it me? And even if it's not like it's not your fault, not to say it's all your fault, but like a lot of times you have a lot more control over it than right. you maybe. Have you think. seen Pollyanna? No. I keep thinking about this because I just watched it with my kids. Uh huh. She plays the glad game. Let's play the glad game. Exactly. They all zip up bags. What? No. Is that glad? Oh. <laughs> glad? Trash I see bags? what you did there. I no? Did Zippers? There. Zippers? Um, no, it's, she'll give like a scenario that's kind of seems melancholy, but then she'll say, what is there to be glad about? <gasps> Let's play it real quick. Oh. Or is that the segment? It's the segment. Oh, gosh, I guessed it! <laughs> Katie hasn't told me any of the segments. Okay, okay, I, we won't play it. We'll save it. But Wait she's very it. good at it. She can find a way to be glad. Okay. In, in any circumstance. That's a good exercise. It's a good exercise. And mm. a lot of them are hypothetical, but it's kind of training your mind to Pollyanna this. Well, s- Pollyanna that. Let's Pollyanna this. Um, speaking of, this is my next little quotesy, is what I'll call it. It's a Shaley <laughs> quote. Trademarked. Are you quoting Quote yourself? C. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, it's not my own quote. I'm not quoting myself. This is a quote that I found on the internet, so we know that it's true. I have actually um, little links to all of my sources, so this is not all for my brain, and I will put them somewhere. Um, As a society, we're less content today than we were 50 years ago, even though our material wealth is higher which I found very interesting. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. It's from Psychology Today, so now I don't have to link it. Um, But basically, when I hear that, I think, well, that's something doesn't sound right there. It sounds like something something in our system is broken. Um, Why are we less happy? So basically what it's saying is we all have more stuff, but we have less gratitude for it, is the way I kind of interpreted it. So, my points and thoughts on this are buying stuff isn't bad, because we don't need to all live in a cardboard box all the time. Right. A couple nights a month is probably healthy. Mm. Um, That was a joke. (laughs) Uh, But the compulsion to continually buy stuff in order to make you happy isn't effective. And overconsumption, when people talk about overconsumption, I think most people think, like, they can't stop eating or like boy they you know whatever but it can be food but it can be social media and just right. constantly consuming social media to make yourself happy which newsflash usually has the opposite effect mm-hmm. um but it can be friends you can be like i just need like nine 
friend dates and coffee mm-hmm. dates and then I need to do this and then we need to go buy a succulent together and then I need to meet this other friend at Target and then I need to go out and see a movie with this friend and it's like you just are busy because you're not happy mm. but it's not necessarily fixing I can't anything. be alone because if you're I'm not alone adjusting the, the sad problem. will get in right the sad will get in <laughs> just be busy and I won't even know I'm sad and then I'll just be dead um <laughs> So, also shopping. Okay, so this is my, probably have maybe used this analogy before. Garage sales. <laughs> no. Target. Uh. Close. Um, but going around Target, and you get that little spark of like, hmm, I need this shirt for seven fifty because uh-huh. it's on the 50% off rack or whatever. It's a great deal. And you put it in your cart, and then you get home, and sometimes... You wear it once or twice, and then it's kind of like, meh, it's lost its spark. I don't right. really care about it anymore. Now it's like, on even playing field is the old clothes that right. I don't like. Which, honestly, sometimes, like, I just need to lose three pounds or something. Like, or I've and just been like... the clothes become great. Right. And then it's like, oh, wait, I love all of my clothes. It was me. I right. was the problem. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Nothing's made me feel like I needed to shop less than when I, like, feel like I'm in good shape. Right. Um, everything just fits you better. Even if you're the exact same weight. It just fits you better. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, sometimes I don't have to wear it. I just keep it in the bag, and I already don't even want it, which is disgusting sounding. It's almost like the getting it home. Yeah, it's home. And it's like, what was the fun part? Spending money? Like, that wasn't fun either. Like, right. there's less money in my account, and I don't really care about the shirt. Mm. I don't need it. I should take back that shirt. Right, right. And sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. I've done that before, too. Where I, and sometimes I know I'm going to take it back. I just want to buy it at home. <laughs> and I think in my head, well, I'll probably take that back. I'll probably take but I'm back. like, well, I just need it right now. I need to I need to purchase it with my red card. And then I get it home and I'm like, back to the store. Another reason to go to Target. Um, <laughs> the cycle continues. Right. Another reason for that latte, which I'm making coffee at home. So hold me accountable, everyone. Hmm. I'm only, I'm giving myself a budget for coffee because I don't want to add it up. I don't want to know. Oh, really? Yeah. That is one thing that is not a problem for me. Lattes and cafes. Mm. Anytime I leave, it's I think it's because I work from home. Anytime I leave the house is an excuse to get a coffee. Every meeting. Well, I don't leave the house without a coffee in hand. That's right, sure. which is what you should do. Instead, I'm like, we got a meeting at 2. We need to hurry and leave at 1.30 so we can stop by and get a coffee on our way. Mm, it's like a treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Target's also a treat, but then you realize it's not a treat if you do it three times a day. <laughs> it's not a treat, which I don't do it three times a day, but I would say four right. to five times a week. Yeah. Times two. Right. Of us. Right. And even if you're getting straight coffee, even if I'm getting black coffee, my problem is I like iced coffee, but I like black iced coffee. And I want to be like, don't charge me two fifty, Charge me the dollar price, McDonald's, because I'm getting black coffee with ice in it. I don't want your sugar. I don't want your flavor. Mm. But they charge you two fifty. Sometimes they charge you a black coffee price. And sometimes they charge you not. I would like this menu item, but for this, this menu price, item, this price. Once I tried to explain I it to the lady, rules. I got past all my people pleasing because I'm like, sometimes they charge me 99 cents, like a black coffee. So I was like, hi, um, I'm not getting any liquid sugar or any flavoring, just black iced coffee. And she's like, why are you talking medium. like that? <laughs> yes. And I was like, but sometimes I come and they treat me the price of a black coffee because it's an iced coffee, which is normally two fifty, but they've charged me this many. And I went through the whole thing, and I confused them so much. They were so confused. <laughs> they gave me a huge coffee, and they gave me a big iced coffee for a small iced coffee price, which was still more than a regular black coffee, but they tried. And then I was like, I don't need 70 ounces of coffee. But thank you, McDonald's, for trying. 
Um, so now I just pay the difference. Or not, because I'm bringing it from home. Okay, but other times, back to Target, I just, like, bring the shirt around in the cart with me. <laughs> and then I put it back before even buying it. Mm-hmm. So there, it's like, I'm like a drug addict that's like, we're going there. It's like, I'm just going to do a little bit. Like, I just want to, like, hold the drugs. I'm not doing the drugs. I just want to hold them because it, it gives me that feeling, yeah. even if I'm not. Like a, someone who's trying to quit smoking and they just want to, like, smell other people's cigarette smoke, mm-hmm. which is, I heard, worse for you, actually. So I don't know. Um, it's like, just smoke it. Just smoke I can't imagine that it's worse, though, right? Right, secondhand. <laughs> I don't know. Putting just smoke that's and lit kill in everyone your mouth. with a second hand. Um, you know, slowly mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Sorry. If you smoke, though. I know the habit's real. Not, not that there's anything wrong with smoking. There is, though. There is. It does kill you. It's proven. So maybe work on it. Have find joy in other things. Um, I, that's my mom coming out. Sorry, guys. It's my mom coming out. If you have an issue, just keep it to yourself because I can't handle it emotionally. <laughs> um, okay. So that's talking about just the overconsumption in general that our society has. So joy isn't found. In that shirt. No. Or that lipstick. Mm, preach. Or that Siggy. Amazing grace. <laughs> or the bracelet. Amazing it's not. And if you're truly happy and joyful inside and you're being grateful for the things that you have, you don't need that other stuff. Katie is thoroughly enjoying herself. Just light up a cigarette and just enjoy just your light day. Just a cigarette and enjoy your day. It's just less days of enjoyment that way. <laughs> um, if I do the same thing with Callie. I make her carry it in the cart the whole time that we're there. And then she'll usually change her mind about 14 times. Like, the next thing she sees on the shelf, she's like, I want that instead. And just, like, the thing she couldn't live without just right tosses it, toss it out. To the doesn't side. even care. Well, and even when I was little, I remember feeling guilty for, like, my parents got me this thing at Christmas that I wanted. And it's all I could talk about for months and months and months. It was, uh, come to think of it, it's kind of ironic. It's a baby in a walker. No. <laughs> Like, I don't want that when I don't, when I'm like, why did I want that when I was eight? It's like, I'm just going to chase this baby around all day. Um, I can't wait. And so, uh, anyway, and then I got it and I remember my mom and she wasn't even trying to make me feel bad. It moved? Yeah, it was actually like a remote control car, but it was a remote control baby baby in a walker. So you could remote control the walker around. Like, this baby's gone crazy. I know that it's your reality. You're like, ugh. I know. I'm like, this is less fun. Where's my remote? Where's the remote control? Can I turn her off now? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done playing. Um, So anyway, I did get done. And she sat in the corner and then my mom was like, you never even play with that anymore. And when's the last time you played with it? And then she like went on about her day and then it just like stuck with me and I was like, I'm not even, like, I wanted it so, it was like the first realization of I wanted it so bad, and I, now I could care less. Yes. And now it just sits in the corner with all my other toys I don't care about. Right, right. And so, I don't know. I feel like as adults, we still have that just in a different way. <clears throat> so, fix that. Okay, so I would add, too, <laughs> overconsumption. Um, let's do, like, a little minimalist uh, tangent onto yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so reading the Little House books was really like inspiring to me because Laura was so grateful all the time. Yeah. And like Christmas, she got like a piece of candy, like one piece of like candy, like one, and it was the only one of the year. And she was so grateful. And her stocking had a candy and I think like a penny, like a she penny. had her own copper penny. And then like one Christmas, she got an actual doll, like a rag doll instead of her corn cob doll that she called Susanna. <laughs> And it's the only well one she ever needed. It's and not like her 
and she twelve American it girl so well. Exactly, she treated it so well. It had a special place in the. I was very dear to her, and it just obviously we know this, but um, I, I have this memory, this vivid memory, of um, do you remember Pogs? Do I remember <laughs> Pogs? Okay, so like I don't know if it was just like such a new thing that they weren't everywhere quite yet, but they were very popular, trendy. But you couldn't. You had to kind of search for them or whatever, or maybe they were more expensive. But whatever. All I knew is I had twelve Pogs, twelve, and I could tell you every what every single one looks like because I would take them out before this one's bed. shiny and exactly. pink and it's a, it's a oh, slammer yeah. so it's extra thick exactly <laughs> I had one slammer uh-huh, I like uh-huh. really put a lot more money into that and a lot of that yeah. and I mean I had them memorized I would sort them and like, put them all up and what anyway and then somehow like it's, it was one of those things where the trend took off and then a lot of like off brand pogs came in right, and whatever and anyway and we went to the mall once with my friend whose mom was I think like very consumey a consuming and mom. she was like look oh my gosh if you go to Mr. Bulky's you can get like a hundred pogs for like five bucks or <laughs> one buck or something crazy and I was like oh my gosh this is the this is the dream this is the dream and so she let us like we each got to pick out like a hundred and so then I like brought them home that night and I'm like oh my gosh and I'm exhorting them and then I kind of just like reflected fondly on like the original 12 and was like everything's different now yeah Everything's different. You can't appreciate the It's almost like I don't even like any of them anymore. It's like it's just all ruined. And everyone's seen the kid with so many toys that they don't, like, play with any. Any. Yeah, and they just want what's next. They just want the new one. It's kind of like me when I'm like, I have nothing to wear. Yeah. The closet full clothes. I will say I've never been so joyful to open my closet as when I completed my capsule wardrobe and everything had a hanger. Yeah. And you're like, where's that? I know where it is. It's right there. Next to my <laughs> other shirt. <laughs> but everything fit. Oh, oh. Exciting. You're acting like it's an old thing. Is that not the case? Well, anymore? I'm pregnant right now. So I, do, oh, right. I have a technical capsule. It's called these three black shirts. Fit me. And that's it. The one you have on? Super cute. That's, that's great. Shirt. It's not pregnant. That's real cute. Anyway. That's good. Um, so what? Like less is more? I think we just came up with that. Yeah, less is more. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think I've heard anyone say that before though. Less is more, guys. Less is more. And don't smoke. And don't. <laughs> and third. smoking kills you. Um, okay. So another thing that Brene talked about um, is that there's times in people's lives mm-hmm. when everything's going great. So we've been talking about like ways to have joy when like things necessarily aren't all going exactly how you would want them to go. But she was saying like sometimes everything's going perfectly. Great job. Great house. Your pet's heads are falling off. Just kidding. I can help myself. (laughs) Um, Great job. Great house. Great husband. Great kids. Everything's going perfect. And you're still like, but something's coming. Something's coming. I can I can taste it. Yeah. When like, is it gonna? It's it's too good. When it's is it gonna too end? good. So then you're distressing about. So when things are great, you're stressing about when they're not going to be great anymore, and they're not. Something's gonna happen. Like right. of course it's life, but you're ruining the good times, worrying about the bad times, right. and then the bad times you're wallowing in the bad times. Right. So then you're literally never joyful. Right. Ever. Right. And so like enjoy it and focus on gratitude when you are happy and if you can really have gratitude during the good times you're going to also be able to have it 
and the bad times. But it's like, don't, if, if nothing else, don't mess up the good times. Yeah. Stressing about the future. That one, um, probably for me, is a planner. And I'm futuristic. I don't know if you heard on my strengths <laughs> talk. I'm futuristic. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of the flip side of it, too, which is almost like thinking about the future and like planning for the future can Sometimes also be worrying, like worrying about the future. So it's like, even if we have work lined up, I'm like, yeah, but not eight months from now. Right. What about eight months from now? Right. It's like, don't worry about eight months from now. Like, worry about this month and then take next month and don't whatever. Like, literally. And there's nothing I can do to fix it but like go get a job like a like a regular job but then you could still get laid off in eight months so it's like exactly yeah and i don't want that so it's like literally pointless literally pointless right um and then okay so another thing full disclosure i'm not proud of this but it is what it is if somebody sat shaley down and they said no one's ever gonna hear this even though i know people are so look at me go um and they said, what would it take for you to just be full of joy all the time, like forever? My first response, probably not the one I would honestly say to someone, mm-hmm. I'd, you'd be like, family, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my first thought that pops into my head is like, I won the lottery. Right. I won the lottery. I pay off my house. Right. We can retire. We only take clients we want. We can travel anywhere we want to go. I give a lot to charity. It's I not about that. Charity. It's just like security. Security. It will take. Right. I'd like buy like... <laughs> Part of, I'd like reimburse my parents for my college. Yeah. You know, I'm not an animal. (laughs) Um, But you think of just like, if I never had to worry about money, then I'd be happy forever. Yeah. Like, that's all it would take. That's my biggest stressor. Take that away. Joyful all the time. Right. Which is so not true. Because if you think about all of the famous people and or wealthy people in the world, that don't necessarily have it all together or they're mo money mo money mo problems mo problems and then you have all the people who are like i'm gonna be your best friend buy me things remember me <laughs> remember school? me we had biology buy once buy me things yeah and i didn't talk to you because you were a loser but now you're <laughs> smart you invented something like facebook buy me things <laughs> um so i looked up there was a guy named dr steve taylor and he wrote Um, It comes as a shock for many people to learn that there is no straightforward relationship between wealth and well-being. So once our basic material needs are satisfied, so once we're assured of food, shelter, basic degree of financial security, our wealth only has a small effect on our well-being. So studies have shown that in general, lottery winners um, do not become significantly happier than they were before. And even extremely rich people, such as billionaires, are not significantly happier than others. So that's kind of like sobering to think about. Yeah, billionaires. Yeah, think about like the divorce rate of famous people too. Like, why would there be divorce if everyone's? But you don't know your money. Happy. You've got money. And there's no stress. Nothing to fight about. Joy, just joy. Yeah. So you don't even have to work. And I think part of that, though, I think part of it is obviously there's other issues, but also it comes back into the consumer thing where if you spend more than you make, mm-hmm. no matter how much you make, right, you'll still be stressed right. about money. How am um, I going to make this million dollar mortgage payment? Right. So if you own nine multi-million dollar houses, right. like you're going to be stressed out even though you're cranking in 15 mil a year or whatever, right. or 50 million a year, and you have a staff of like a billion people and... right. 
you're rolling in Lamborghinis or whatever. Yeah, then, Lamborghinis. Yeah, Lamborghinis and bikinis. <laughs> then you're still not going to be happy because you're going to run out. What was the quote about up to $70,000? Yeah. Um, I thought that was kind that's of interesting. That's in here. Yeah. So basically up to $70,000 more money can affect your happiness. But after that point, financial gain doesn't directly affect it. So that's from Time Magazine. Um, and basically 70000 like if you just say it, depending on where you live. I know the cost of living is different. But it sounds like, well, yeah, 70000 duh. Like, right. of course you're fine with 70000 But when you really think about it, it's two people working full-time for, like, minimum wage-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're working for, like, 15 I know minimum wage, not, I'm not starting a debate. But if you're making $15 an hour, mm-hmm. which is, like, I would say if you're a good, adequate worker and you get a couple raises at an, even an entry-level job, you can get up to the $15 mm-hmm. an hour range. Um, that's $70,000. So it's like, okay, so you and your husband are making $15 an hour for the rest of your life, working 40 hours a week. But that's, it doesn't take a lot. Like, that would be like, oh, man, they don't make very much, but it's 35000 a person. Right. Should be all that you need that affects your happiness. And after that point, it's not going to be directly affecting it. And I think what, what the point of that is probably saying, like, there are scenarios where people are like, I don't know if I'm going to make rent. And I'm not happy because I'm stressed. And so they're kind of saying like that 70 mark is sort of like that comfort level. Like you're going to make rent. Right. You're putting you a little eat. away. You can eat out sometimes. You can get your Starbucks a couple exactly. times a month. Exactly. Like it's like a, it's more like the, um, uh, the average or like a, an average level of you've made it sort of. Right. It's and like, I would say that's like middle class. So then like, congratulations. Yeah. Your so, kid can play soccer. Right. And so I guess the point being if you take someone who makes $70,000 a year and somebody who makes uh, yeah, $200,000 a year, you're not going to see a lot of difference in their joy content, their joy quota. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and you'd think maybe you would, but... Yep. Um, and I think, too, this is where, when you're talking about jobs and different amounts of money that people take home, so many people aren't happy with their jobs, but... They justify it by needing to make a certain amount of money or working because of how many zeros are at the end of your paycheck. But at the end of the day, it's like if you know that this is the range that you need, you know, and everything's different. We're not going to say like everyone just needs to make 70000 and quit. And a lot of people out there are like, I wish I could make half of that and that would be great. But... Like, if you're just constantly, like, wanting to get to, like, six figures, and then you get to six figures, and you're like, I want to make 250000 I want to be in the high tax bracket. Right. Or whatever. Like, it, it's not going to affect your happiness. You're just working a lot harder and a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, it's just you're, you're working more to buy more things that you have less time to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Or like you want, you get the lake house and then the property right. and the the whatever. And it's not it's not always the case. Some people who are entrepreneurs invent something right, or sure. they start an app or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there's a lot. There's nothing wrong with working hard. We're not saying don't even work hard, but <laughs> you can't rely on finding your joy in that. Right. So if you can focus on other things and find your joy in things outside of work, then right. working hard and making a good living is 
is fine, but that's not what's going to bring you happiness and, and joy. And they're just saying statistically, or what, I don't know how they measured this. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. They probably surveyed survey people's... Um, while they slept. Oh. <laughs> surveyed how much people made and then whether, how they answered their own questions. Right, right. How they joy. answered their own questions of, yeah, joy and happiness. Um, so another quote, the Dalai Lama, mm. got all zenny. Um, he was asked what surprised him most about humanity and he answered man and his quote is he sacrifices his health to make money then he sacrifices his money to recuperate his health then he's so anxious about his future that he doesn't enjoy the present and the result being that he does not live in the present or the future he lives as, as though he is never going to die and then dies never having really lived Whew. yeah that's kind of a lot right but the, even the first part about like he sacrifices his health to make money and then his money to recuperate his health. Yeah, where it's so like true. it's like you're working yourself to death to make money and then having to pay a whole lot because now you have like ailments. You need based you need that stress. savings. You need that savings for later when you're having heart attacks. Based on stress. And it's not even that's kind of like the extremes. And so right. obviously it's not like sell everything you have and move over to Thailand. I mean, maybe go right. for it. Just don't blame us if it doesn't go well. <laughs> but but it's the I think the psychology behind it and the thought of like tiny house living and that type of thing of like if money's not making me happy what do I need to cover my basic needs and then focusing on what is going to bring me joy in my life right. instead of just focusing on more stuff whether that's money or actual stuff mm-hmm. so yeah word Yep. Um, so after the after the Dalai Lama, I showed a picture of me and a precious little boy named Aniele mm-hmm. from our trip to. He actually was in um, Uganda, but we went to Uganda and Ethiopia for documentary. Um, and he was in like a children's prison, and you always hear people like. People who have less than us in other countries are some of the happiest people I know. But it's so true Mm -hmm. that it's like part of you just thinks like, it's because they don't know any better. Like, they don't know any better. They don't know what they're missing. So that's why they're so happy. But then it's like, so what if they don't know what they're missing? Are they missing anything? Like, maybe not. If they're happy and like, we're not, then maybe. Maybe it's us. (laughs) Maybe we're the problem. Kermit the Frog here. (laughs) It's Kermit. It's Kermit. It's, it's, it's. Maybe it's Kermit. Maybe it's Kermit. Um. But he actually was an orphan. He was in a children's prison, but not because he did anything wrong, just because he was an orphan and he was from a tribe they couldn't, like, adopt out or whatever. It sounds very complicated, but anyway, he was in this prison. And they'd go out and, like, play soccer, and he, like, hung out with us. And I know it was probably, like, fun because the people were filming and they're here today or whatever, so, of course, mm-hmm. that was maybe a fun day out of the normal days. But he just had, like, you can tell it wasn't just he was like momentarily happy but he was just like a joyful little guy and literally Jonathan and I were like could we take him home with us Mm. because he was like six and they were like no because he's from a tribe there's no way to adopt him out of like Mm. you just can't and so anyway but he like was doing all that he was really good with technology and you know he'd never been around probably Mm -hmm. like a boom pole I'm guessing and anyway he could like work everything and he was just so sweet and so helpful and then you just think like man we're all brats and not mm-hmm. to be, like, down on Americans, but it's, like, something clearly is off if we have as much as we do and we're still just right. mad mm-hmm. and not happy or joyful in life. 
So it was just encouraging to, you know, have gratitude for what we have right now and find joy in what we have instead of always just striving for more stuff. Word. The end. I have been watching a lot of Tiny House Nation. And have you been watching Tiny just, House Nation? And I'm like, wait, three kids, one on the way. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think your tiny house dream, you'd have to have four tiny houses in time together and then that would be called a house, <laughs> which is where I live now. Which is exactly where you uh, live. Your house is not like extravagantly, actually, like wastefully large. It's it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, oh, where are we going to put the new baby? And then you watch Tiny House Nation and you're like, we live in a mansion. We're going to put him everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're good. We have a garage. I feel We're like every fine. time I can. Yeah. <laughs> really? Right. Right. Oh, man. I, I love watching Tiny House. But know, my so problem great. is at the end of it, I think I want one of those. And I want it. In my backyard. <laughs> by the lake is my vacation home. <laughs> also known as a trailer or a camper. Which already <laughs> existed. So then I just go into, I want a really luxurious camper. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I land. And then I'm like, Tiny House. I want a luxurious camper. I did it. I did it. I, did it. I have a new thing I want. I have a new thing I need. We did have a camper for a while. It was I great. Know, it was beautiful. It was. We sold it. Jewel. Jewel. Rest in peace. Bye, Jewel. Okay, so we're just in time for our segment. I'm going to give you a scenario, scenario. and you have to poly in it. I have to glad it. You have to play the glad game. Okay, I'm ready. Um, okay. You're playing footsie with me under the table. Sorry about that. That's okay. Okay. I'll allow it. Um, let's Maybe. say Maybe you're on a cruise with your whole entire family. Okay, hold on. Let me get into character. Okay, I'm trying to, like, wrap my mind around it. Not like Jonathan and Opal, but, like, your parents, your mm-hmm. brother, or your sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and Opal is not quite boat-friendly. Not quite boat-friendly. You know, like, yes. you don't trust her just to kind of walk around. You kind right, of like, to, like, she could very... fall off and die at any moment. Right. right. Railings. Ocean. Death. Uh, swimming pools. Strangers. Strangers. Everywhere. Danger right. around. Dangers everywhere. Um, and you're kind of tired. She didn't sleep. And... Because we're all in the same Cracker Box room? Yeah. Okay. What is there to be glad about, though? At any moment. And when I say any moment, I mean when Jonathan or my mom has Opal <laughs> and it's coordinated. I can walk up uh-huh. carpeted casino steps. Yeah. And walk out and look at the ocean. The ocean. And the best thing about it is you're always concerned with having an oceanfront room. And everywhere's an oceanfront room. Yeah. All the time. All the time. That was my glad. Just big blue. That's just big blue. That's why I call it me and big blue. And also food is just an arm's length away probably at all Which is like glad, good to be happy about most of the time and then you're not happy when you get home and you go on the scale and you're like <laughs> no okay well that was a cruise so I feel like that was okay, easy okay that was good that was one easy one more yeah ready okay bad day bad day rain rain you were really looking forward to uh this friend date thing but then they canceled even you like you had arranged the babysitting <sighs> and it was like a whole thing it was like this really elaborate setup and then they canceled last minute okay they don't even have a kid <sighs> I know so busy. You're already, you're already like in motion. It's like you can't be undone. Okay, I'm in motion. Yeah, Uncle's like in the, the car seat in on her way to the babysitter's. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, rain, rain. Um, you're. Uh, Were we pant- going to a parade? So it can literally be like rain on my parade. <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Your pant ripped. 
You love those pants. What part of the pants? This uh, is like a big indicator on how my day's going. Like your like a thigh. cool knee rip or like, like a, upper a crotch thigh, rip. Okay. But it wasn't a big okay. deal. Okay. Um anyway, so now you're kind of like got a babysitter lined up with no actual plan. Right. What do you do? What's glad? Make this glad. It's annoying. That's a lot of pressure. I'd probably text my friend who's trapped at home with three kids and pregnant. And be like, That's me! I'm coming over! <gasps> really? Unless you're the friend that canceled. No, I don't have kids in that scenario. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's not she you. Didn't. She didn't. It wasn't you. Vanessa. Yeah, you never canceled. <laughs> Vanessa doesn't have kids. <laughs> and I'd either do that or I'd go to Target and I'd buy my latte that I'm not buying anymore. It's only one time a month. And I'd just walk around and put stuff in my cart to put back or take back later that I didn't need. <laughs> Perfect. I do all the things I just told everyone not to do. Oh my gosh! And I'd be glad. I'm gonna. <laughs> would I? Would I be glad? <gasps> all right, thanks guys. We'll see you next week. So many words. I don't even want to try to use my voice a lot. Okay. Um, she's so amazing. I'm just gonna I'm let her describe again. herself because I don't know anything about it. This is what you just said. <laughs> That I watched a six minute clip. I watched a six minute clip and I had Oprah in it, so it was like half of that. Shaylee and Katie, the podcast was recorded in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, and our favorite spot of all, an iTunes review. Also, feel free to email us at shayleeandkatie at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Seriously. We love you.